Sup witches, Phil here. Well, here we go. Season three is about to be done and dusted. It's been a bit of a uh, bit of a journey, bit of a trek. We've had equipment break. We've had bumps in the road. We've had babies being born. We're here finally. Twenty five episodes gone, and season three is uh, just moments away from being officially wrapped up by us anyway. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us for this season. As we say, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a slog this one. Uh, it's taken a lot longer than it has uh, the past couple of seasons, but uh, your, uh, your, just, your support is always so appreciated. But me, Graham and Chris are so humbled uh, by everyone who listens, everyone who's donated and everyone who just gets in touch with us. I know we're a bit crap at getting in touch with people, but we do genuinely enjoy anyone interacting with us. And uh, yeah, just your support for these past three seasons has been, uh, it's just truly beautiful. So thank you very much. And uh, make sure you do listen through to the end, right to the very end of this episode, as we'll be giving you some, a uh, couple of details regarding the future of this podcast, our direction for season four, and details on the uh, the bonus episodes that we're going to get out over the next couple of months. So uh, yeah, you might want to stay right till the very end. But uh, until then... Enjoy the show as we wrap up Season 3 of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and finally, finally find out what the hell that family secret is all about. (laughs) Fingers crossed it ain't shit! Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three underwhelming, underperforming utilitarians review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and your guide in this wonderful show and this season that we're just about to wrap up. But no, I am not alone. Join me, joining me even in this wrapping up season are my two bestest, closest, sweetest and nearest friends. First of all, Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Watch this. Check this out. Aloha, Phil. Hello, Graham. How are you? I'm great. Um, yeah, uh, we wrapped this season up, and we wrapped it up in the magical Isle of Patheli. Yes. Hawaii, sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, for, yeah, um, it, 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 it's over. Another milestone has been reached. We found out the family secrets um, four minutes in. Yes. And then we just dicked around for a bit. <laughs> we certainly did dick around a little bit, but uh, before we uh, start uh, talking about the episode, I might as well introduce the other of my friends that's joining us on this adventure is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Watch this. Bonjourno, Phil. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. You're good? Are you uh, happy to be visiting uh, Hawaii, the beautiful, uh, dismal uh, beaches that we did see in this week's episode? Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic to see New, J- New Jersey. Um, Sorry, Hawaii. It was absolutely amazing to see the the wonderful golden sandy beaches. Dirty beaches. Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as bad as when um, movies that are meant to be set in New York but are filmed in uh, LA Mm -hmm. then do like road shots and try and make it look like New York when it's just there's a palm tree there. It's like hurt. Yeah. Well, usually they're filmed in like Vancouver or Toronto yeah. or somewhere, aren't they? Yeah. Or, yeah. or, um, or you know, when uh, sort of family-friendly, teenage, magic-based sitcoms, you know, decide to film an episode on the moon and they don't even bother going to try and make that possible. Well, no. oh, I'm going to say it's Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did exactly. direct that episode. So. <laughs> it was very interesting, very uh, more brutal than I uh, than yeah. imagined it would be. Uh, but yes, I say wrapping up because we are here. It is our season three finale. It's still quite weird to process that not only have we just just done one season of this uh, podcast but we've come to the end of our third one which is pretty amazing it's been a bit of a slog i think it's fair to say boys this season not necessarily in terms of the actual uh, podcast itself but this season has been very up and down very often it's been very long yes despite being the same length as the other two seasons pretty Was much it? yeah messing Can't with our brains that. messing on with our brains and our minds and i guess the really slow lazy development of this overarching season has come into play in this uh, this latest run. They've made us more conscious of the passage of time by setting something up like it was going to be yeah. a season-long arc, and so you're waiting for development on that, because you're waiting a long time in between 
points at which that is uh, added to, mm-hmm. it makes it seem longer. It makes it seem more tedious. Yeah, it's because, like, if you remember, the, the opening episode of this season was very, um, very... Uh, it was, it was brilliant. It was magnificent. It had lots of really good magical effects. Like if you remember the sort of the DVLA sort of style room turned yes. into a magnificent ball, and Sabrina got a witch's license, and then we found out, oh no, she can't use it until she works out the family secret. And then the you know talking about this family secret, and oh my god, it's going to be so exciting. In the first couple of episodes of this season, it was promising such big things, and as it's gone along, it's just. Just sometimes felt like it hasn't really tried. It's a shoehorn, Phil. It's a shoehorn. Yes, yes. As we said, a lot of the family secret elements have been shoehorned in right in the uh, the last thirty seconds, more often than not. So, I think that's why it's felt, uh, yeah, it's felt a lot longer, and we're just happy to wrap it up. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see at the end of this episode whether the the eagerness to wrap the season up has affected our enjoyment of it as a whole because not only will we critique uh, this particular episode as we do at the end of each of them but we will also sort of uh, round off uh, a review of this entire season how it stacks with the other two but before we do that we might as well start talking about our finale which is episode 25 of season 3 it's called The Good, The Bad and the luau. In this episode, Sabrina, Hilda and Zelda go to Hawaii for a family reunion. However, Sabrina can't enjoy it until she has worked out the family secret. And when she does, <laughs> she nearly dies. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of, um, you know, your favourite thing, peril in this episode. Um, the- it was underwhelming... It was underwhelming peril. Underwhelming, long time coming to it peril, but still peril nonetheless. Some, some of the closest... On the nose references to sex and death in this episode. Mm, sex and death. The two most important things that have uh, driven the courses of human history. But the, uh, the lots of uh, sex and death because we've got uh, not just one pregnancy, uh, we have two pregnancies. Uh, but yeah, so some pregnancies, um, some some uh, sort of love sort of being torn away from each other, family secrets, uh, lots of sand, and uh, yeah, possible possible death so uh boys you ready to you know just get all your swim shorts on and go and hit the sandy beaches of new jersey but hawaii uh yeah uh, hawaii yes new jersey no thank you uh the episode opens on hilda and zelda telling sabrina that she has to attend a family reunion boo but it's taking place in hawaii yay, yay. but hawaii's actually new jersey oh <laughs> they and their couch then magically appear on the grubby beach and just like that the episode is underway as I guess even the crew wanted to wrap this season up this beach I mean realistically we're not expecting them to go to Hawaii we know the budget for this isn't big the only time they've got some real location stuff in is when uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom paid them to go there to mm-hmm. plug the theme park we, we, we get like you know a Possibly like a few, like about five minutes worth of outdoor footage per season. We should be grateful that they shot a good chunk of this episode outside on a real beach. Yeah, it wasn't just the kitted out the canteen to look like a beach. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't just tip sand on the canteen floor <laughs> and um, put a single palm tree in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just felt bad for the cast because it clearly wasn't a very nice day. <laughs> So some clearly, of it is very dismal. Clearly, cha- clearly changeable weather. We know all about it in this country. You know, like the sun will peep out for a bit, then it'll cloud over. I mm. bet it rained. I bet they had to stop filming for rain. Um, and yeah, just very much. I don't know where exactly they film this. We keep saying New Jersey, but it looks like the East Coast, United States, or Britain. <laughs> Two places known for just just piss poor yeah. beaches that the people who live there have to make do with. <laughs> um, if they don't want to spend loads of money going somewhere else. Some parts of this episode do not look like Hawaii. We're not convinced, but uh, hopefully the kids watching are. Then again, then again, Phil, have you ever seen a volcano in New Jersey? No. No, that that is that so is. How true. do you explain that? Uh, <clears throat> st- stock footage. Stock what? Stock footage. Whatever. Conspiracy. <laughs> Tinfoil hat Chris over here. Oh, speaking of tinfoil hats, this would have made a better costume because uh, we get our titles. <laughs> the final titles gag. Can you believe it, guys? We're here after three years of terrible jokes and maybe four actually good ones. Um, yeah, that's it. The fi- This is the final title sequence uh, uh, in, in yeah. the mirror we get anyway. We, we were sat, waited with uh, bated breath. And tinfoil hats. And tinfoil hats to, to see the final mirror gag. 
And what was it, boys? It was uh, she was dressed as a, a bellboy, a bellboy, bell person. Chris, God, you always have a go at me, <laughs> fucking bell person, uh, bell hop, oh, bell hop. There we go. Shit, Graham wins. Re- ready made, gender neutral term. <laughs> uh, they do sometimes call them bus boys, but she would be a bus girl, yeah, or a bus person, yeah. Oh no, a bus person is someone that can transform into a bus. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Silly me. laughs> But uh, yeah, no, she's dressed as a uh, as a as a bus person, and uh, yeah, she says, "Can I help you with those bags under your eyes?" Boom. Uh, yeah. Didn't like being dissed. I didn't no. like. I was just purely insulted straight away because I, I I know I look tired today. I am. I yeah. feel tired I, today. I'm. You know, obviously, you know, I'm a parent. I've been tired for ten months, so. And I can't look after myself and don't go to bed. So, um, so yeah. yeah. What a good sign going into this last episode. Hey, guys, you look fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to help you? Well, I don't know if I'm glad to see the back of them or not, because they're shit, but we have a bloody good laugh at yeah, them. We do. Not with them, usually. At them. And yeah. as far as I'm aware, I mean, I only have vague memories of the season four it's bubbles. just it's the bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles, but isn't it always the same? Like, there's no, yeah. there's no variation. Like, it's, it's quite just, yeah, just standard. Like, yeah, uh, but no, it, it's a shame. Obviously, we always say goodbye to every character that leaves us, whether it's in the middle or at the end of a season. So, you know, what? I am sad to see this um, this character, I guess, leave the uh, the, the Sabrina uh, universe because it has been a staple part of these episodes mm. for for three seasons now. So, I'm glad it's gone, but I'm also quite saddened to see it go. So Is this adding anything to the show? No, no. Is it a lot of effort? Yes. <laughs> Let's not do it anymore. Okay. <laughs> We, we've enjoyed it being part of our show, but yeah, I am. I'm it's it's a big part of our show. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a better asset to our show than it is to the show it was made for. So maybe from from season four onwards, we should do a mirror gag. <laughs> yeah, we could imagine what the mirror gag could be. Yeah, um, what, yeah. what we'll write a mirror gag based off that's related to the episode we've just seen because that's what we liked. We liked it when the costume and the gag was somehow connected to the episode we're about to watch, so... We're back home, and Salem is denying that he fucked another cat outside his favourite sushi restaurant, and the now pregnant cat will be staying with the family. We've had this discussion before about Salem impregnating people or or animals. Mm -hmm. So, and if you recall, we did say that Salem had cat semen. So we could have, potentially. The potential was there. Not necessarily he did, Mm -hmm. because... Still on the verge of bestiality there, you know, because Salem's a human in cat form, but has cat testicles. Speaking of his cat testicles, sorry, Chris, to cut you off, um, throw you off the ball. When he says that uh, this this cat Lola, that we meet this cat Lola, is um, is pregnant, Hilda says, I knew we should have got him neutered. Now... If Salem got neutered, he'd have no balls as a human. Yes, yeah, so, well, yeah. I was gonna say when when he comes when he turns back into a human, what's going to happen down around his crotch? Mm. No, no, no balls. No, no balls. No balls. No balls. So yeah, uh, we get yeah, pretty direct reference to sex. I mean, one Salem being neutered, him saying, "Well, before, incidentally, I'm not the father." He says, "You know, he says no. I." He's basically saying, "I did not fuck that cat." Yeah. So uh, yeah, he, he denies all sort of responsibility for impregnating this cat, but he is lovely enough. Or guilty enough, I don't know, to invite her in to stay with the family so she can have her kittens in the Spellman house instead of outside, I guess. Which was quite sweet. It is quite sweet. Quite sweet, quite on Salem. But then again, I don't know, I think Salem Salem does have does have a heart underneath his, uh, his uh, selfish cat supervillain exterior. I'd say he's probably the only the second most immoral of the main characters. Mm. Uh, of the Spelman family above um, he's above Hilda on the morality scale mm, yes obviously, mm. obviously yeah um, in school and Harvey has fallen asleep at his locker again but Sabrina has a great idea on how he can get away from his blasted pregnant needy mother he can house it while she's away Salem isn't too pleased with the news as he'd have to reluctantly act like a cat to get anything from Harvey so Sabrina takes a page from her own book the magic book to be exact to brew a doolittle potion uh, which Sabrina shoves down his neck before they leave and now Harvey can talk to Salem and this is the start of a nice little bromance we see between cat and man yeah this is adorable and it, it, it's it's good to see Harvey be able to interact with Salem on a you know a 
equal footing where Harvey's mm-hmm. not freaked out a cat's talking to him and Salem can talk. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's cute. They, they talk about, throughout the episode, they talk about uh, action movies, but who would win in a fight, Robocop versus Terminator. And uh, they just talk about Sports Center, of course, as well. And, uh, yeah, they have a nice little cute bromance. And when Salem feels that that bromance is coming to an end towards, you know, towards the end of the episode, he gets a little upset. He does. Well, you've got a... Uh, you... Looking at it as a, a as a whole across the seasons, you ne- we've never really seen Harvey with any other guy friends. Yeah. It very rarely happens. What about Ramage? It said it very rarely happens. <laughs> and again, Salem lives in a house full of women. Mm. So it was actually quite nice to have a little bit of man time. It was, yeah. Even if it was with a cat, still good to have the man time. I meant for the show, for us. Oh, well, okay, for us. For okay. us, because, you know, we... we we, you know, don't we? You know, we can't go too long without talking about sports or guns. It's, it's, yeah. it's true. You know, that, that's pretty much... We break from doing that to talk about Sabrina for an hour every few weeks. After that, sports and guns. I mean, as well, what you won't know listening at home is we do have to... We, we do edit this podcast to the point where we only record for 20 minutes at a time. Then we talk about sports and guns. Mm. And then we come back to it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's very hard to to keep it sort of built up and sports and guns. So yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, to... it's, yeah, just you just sometimes just sports, sports and guns. Yeah. Sometimes it's very very different. Sometimes it happens automatically. Yeah, just like a lot of those rifles that we you know we yeah, yeah, exactly. talk about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, hmm. AK. Let's go back to Serena. <laughs> I feel like we got off to the wrong foot. Ball. Ball. I think I think we I think we went a bit offside topic. Um, <laughs> It's not cricket, is it? <laughs> um, Who wants to say the next line? Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's stop being uh, fucking let's stupid. Like, let's stop being stupid. Uh, yeah, so, so obviously we glanced over it, but um, yeah, so Sabrina gives uh, Harvey a uh, Doctor Doolittle potion, so it just means that he can you know communicate freely with uh, with Har- with uh, with Salem. So yeah, we get to see this nice sort of bromance, and uh, yeah, and the Spellman gals they magic away and disappear to Hawaii for a uh, for a little bit. That was a nice little thing. It was like, oh god, the freeway's gonna be awful at this time. Cal, we gotta make our flight oh close the door ready yeah ding ding gone gone Brilliant. no um you know i mean i don't know what the the walls around the spellman family do they have a lot of hedges or whatever because people on the street or in the neighboring houses are, are gonna see these three women with loads of bags just vanish we see the front of that house in every episode it's pretty pretty well uh visible from from a Street view. Maybe they just make sure that there's nobody uh, going by, but there could be people looking out the windows, curtain twitching neighbours. Mm. Some something weird about those Spellmans. Yesterday I saw them disappear. Oh, Doris, I, I don't think you're all right. You're not gonna. You wouldn't say that, would you? I no, suppose. No. If, if you saw that happen, you wouldn't. The Spellmans poof off to Hawaii, and Sabrina gets settled into their room, or rather Hilda and Zelda's room, as hers is kitted out kinda like a prison dorm. But instead of chalk markings, it's decorated with that darn family secret board. It turns out that Sabrina can't enjoy the all-inclusive beach resort until she's solved the family secret. And it shouldn't be too difficult when Cousin Pele drops by, speaking of football, uh, to give her the <laughs> final clue. Uh, what's the final clue, boys? Um, a ball of yarn. It's yeah. not quite, but... A uh, ball of string. It's not quite. A ball of fabric. <laughs> no, it's not quite. Pele, though, um, not the not the football legend. Uh, Pele, the Cousin. Hawaiian goddess of fire. Hawaiian nice. goddess of fire. Uh, IRL. Um, and we had a bit of debate, was this sort of racist or not? Probably not, because they seem to get an actual Hawaiian woman to play her, but maybe a bit sacrilegious? I mean, I don't know much about the Hawaiian religion, but possibly, I don't know, like, deity being... Portrayed as a comedy character, I mean, it's not Jennifer Lawrence scratching her ass on a holy stone sculpture uh, levels of dis- <laughs> disrespectful yeah. to the to the Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian people. But um, yeah, and she drops off a uh, what Sabrina believes is a ball of string, um, and that's the final clue. So yeah, she's got to solve that clue in her prison sort of dormitory, which. Is really dank and depressing, but hey. So, so with Sabrina equipped with this big ball of string, uh, is told that she must solve the family secret before she can enjoy the holiday. So she sulks in the dark and is accompanied by uh, sort of a game show countdown sound, uh, you know, to kind of pile on the pressure. And to make matters worse, Salem calls her asking for help. Lola, the pregnant cat, won't stop moaning, and he promises he'll help Sabrina if she helps him. 
You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You scratch my ass on a, uh, yeah. on a holy sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> Quick as a flash, Sabrina returns home, gets told it's a ball of twine, to be specific, boys, uh, uses a spell to make Lola more comfortable, and vanishes before Harvey and Mrs. Kinkle find oh! her. Oh, boys, we got a bit of the Kinkle extended universe. Here, she boys. seems like a, a very, very nice, very sort of you know motherly lady. She seems like she seems like somebody who is is very strong-willed and patient to put up with being married to just a ass ass. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was it, it was it was nice to see her. I mean, you know, we didn't really get to see too much of her. I mean, I don't think you can really judge somebody's character um, by when they're nine months pregnant because uh, no one's at their best. Um, at, at, at that stage in in play, are they? No. Play, ball, game. So, sorry. <laughs> Food. Food. Oh, we like that as well. Beer. I put beers in the fridge for us. Have, having satirised the fact that we talk about sports and beer and guns all the time because we're men, we're going to pause the podcast now to have a beer um, and talk about sport, guns, and beer. Sport, guns, beer, and trifle. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Mr. Season 3! But what I did like about Miss Kinkle is that I always thought that Harvey took took after his mother. So I feel like his his brother, his little brother's probably a bit like his dad. His sister's sister's definitely like dad. Yeah, like dad. But I felt like there was a Perhaps a bit of similarities between Harvey and um, and his mother. I thought they they were both they both come across very sort of just loving, homely, down to earth. Yeah, I think so. I did like the the casting choice and the way that she uh, she was made over and sort of presented. Even though we only saw her very briefly and it was being pregnant, but um, you know, I, I felt like I could believe that that was Harvey's mother. Yeah, and it makes sense that he is the one who sort of dotes on his mum while she's pregnant because yeah. he probably has the closest relationship with her. So yeah, it was it was it, it, it was nice. It was. I mean, it's, it's it's always good to have you know the central characters fleshed out more, and I think it was fitting and you know sort of faithful to what we've heard already about Mrs. Kinkle, mm-hmm. uh, her portrayal in this episode. And what's good as well is obviously Miss, Mrs. Kinkle uh, arriving at, at the season finale proves that that was one little character arc, one little overarching story that's been very consistent throughout the season. Mm. You know, and we actually got a pay payout from it. Uh, yeah, as well. absolutely. So, you know, Harvey would always bring up about his mum being pregnant every, uh, not every episode, but frequent enough for us to remember about it. And uh, yeah, and I think, you know, Mrs. Kinkle, you know, them writing that pregnancy element into the end of this season, I think was very, very good. And I I genuinely appreciate that. Yeah, it was a waste of time remembering that, oh yeah, Harvey's mum's pregnant. So, uh, yeah, so. I'm not going to lie to you, I I appreciate Harvey's mum's arc more than the family secret arc at this moment in time oh yeah <laughs> so sabrina makes sure that she uh, she disappears just in time uh, before harvey and mrs kingle can find her and she returns to a prison and finally finally the witch has come back to solve the family secret every member of the spellman family is born with a twine oh no minus the e every member of the spellman family is born with a twin <sighs> And like that, no fanfares or explosions, just no, family that's, secret solved. That's yeah. it. And, and then she gets magic to the beach. Yeah. It, it was underwhelming for me and Phil. Chris remembered it anyway. Yeah. From when he originally watched the show. Still but do you remember world. it being that lacking? No. I don't know whether I'm more disappointed or just annoyed. Realistically, there's not going to be like earth shattering, like, you know, like dramatic uh, ramifications to things in a kid's sitcom. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it ever couldn't be underwhelming. I think the thing for me is that it... I know it does form the basis of the rest of the episode mm-hmm. then. But in a way, it is sort of just tossed off like early in the episode. Like yeah. this, this thing that we've been building for for ages, and it's kind of just the setup to just another fairly typical Sabrina plot. I don't yeah. know I don't know what I was expecting, though, to be fair. I don't know what would have satisfied, satisfied me, you know. Yeah, I, I, I sound like one of my old... Managers, but I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
what they should have done was made it a more prominent thing throughout the entire series, have her solve it earlier than the season finale, and then have the fallout over a couple of episodes in relation to what could happen if there was an evil twin or something along those Perhaps. lines. <laughs> but also what they could have done is she could have sold the family secret in the previous episode, huh? and then maybe she was then outed as the evil twin she got sent to um the, the where twin the evil jail. twins go yeah twin jail or twin cities i think where they go at the yeah. end and then the last episode was her trying to get out of the evil twins world and prove to everybody that she was the good twin by by the, committing crimes to escape the twin city <laughs> what i pitched there the the reveal of the fantasy would have still have been anticlimactic in the same sense it was here but at least you would have then had another episode Playing off that, so it would have led to something. This just led to, as, yeah, as you said, uh, Greg, just another plot line from just another episode of Sabrina you could have shoved anywhere. There's another problem, for me anyway. I hate things when people play their own twin. Especially when it's a low-budget thing like this, where you know you're going to get loads of shots of Melissa Joan Hart speaking to somebody in a blonde wig with her <laughs> back to the camera. Just shit, isn't it? It's just, just, just a lame concept, you know. Occasionally, it's done well, like the brilliant uh, movie S Club Seven seeing double. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, though, we should have cheered and gone, "Hey, that's it! It's led to something. She's finally sold the family secret." And I just couldn't have cared any less. I think, and no. I don't know whether that's to do with how these episodes have been structured, how we've been forced to sit through some really inconsistent, disappointing episodes in this season, or it's just, I just didn't care about it. I, I, I don't know what's to blame. Because yeah. if you compare it to last season, you know, Sabrina, after, you know, all the mishaps during, you know, the course of her term in school or whatever, she ma- when she managed to actually pass her witch's test with the Quizmaster and stuff, it was great. I remember feeling, feeling quite elated and going, oh, yes, yeah, she's got it. Oh no, she actually can't use it yet. Oh shit, you know, I, f- yeah. I felt so th- enthralled, so invested in it. And yeah, this just, I couldn't have been the, any more of the complete opposite. The absence of Louis Ballard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Big thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Would have given it a lot more gravitas. I think it is a combination of how it's been handled throughout the entire season. And the fact that it has just been shoehorned in. So we weren't invested in it. Yeah. There was no sort of, it's like members of the family turned up. And gave a clue. Yeah. What could have happened is members of the family turn up, say you've got to go and solve this or Mm -hmm. go and do this to get the clue. And then we'd be a little bit more invested rather than just, there you go. Yeah. I think Chris hit nail on the head. It was never treated as a big deal. So when it's resolved... Of course it's not a big deal to us. Uh, anyway, we've still got some episodes to go because we've now, we've now got another plot added on the end of it because Serena is then welcomed into the already ongoing party and is introduced to her twin, Katrina. And they head out to have a twins having fun montage. And yeah. Oh, what a time they have. But this is the thing that I didn't, I didn't like either. It was like every member of the Spellman family has a, is born with a twin, but from a different set of parents. That is quite literally... Definition of not a twin. <laughs> yeah. Every member of the Spellman family is born with a lookalike. Yeah. <laughs> it's a doppelganger. A doppelganger. Yeah. How, what <clears throat> clues, what pictures could you have used to get doppelganger across? Well, you see double and then a gang of people. Two gangs. Um, Two exact gangs. And Doppel, then with a plus. Double gang. Uh, uh, yeah. Done. Sabrina's twin, or Katrina, sorry, I call it by her name, um, should have looked a bit different. She should have been like, even if it's Melissa Joan Hart in a... Brunette wig. A brunette wig, yeah. Yeah. I think she shouldn't have been an identical twin. She's just been someone who just looked like her. Because after all, not all twins, hashtag not all twins, in fact, the majority of twins are not identical. That's very true. So, even identical twins aren't identical. They kind of are twins to the point of view that they are, you know, linked, that only one can... Like live in only one can live in the uh, mortal realm, or even in the other realm outside of the Twin mm. Cities, as we yeah. find out. Serena and Katrina's montage it just consists of them running around on the beach, uh, causing a massive wave, then running from it and not apologise to the people that's probably terrorised and hurt. Yeah, they've got, uh, they, they went fishing. They went fishing, made loads of you know got loads of fish. Oh, and they made each other dates. Yeah, one mm. one was a natural a natural bartender. The other one was created. Was he just? 
A doppelganger. Was he plucked from from somewhere else, or did they create this bartender? No, it's a doppelganger. They did a doppelganger spell. They're a a doppelganger. A twin, you mean, Chris? No, a doppelganger. A twin's the same thing. Doppelganger. There was wonderful uh, stock music played over this. I wonder wonder what they really used. Just just the two of us, maybe? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) There was three montages in this episode. There was. There was a, there was a number. Because we'll, we'll, we will get to the other two very, very shortly. Yeah. Uh, one using uh, archive footage, a clip show uh, deal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, another one just footage that they filmed the previous day. Serena has a wonderful day and she can't wait to bond with Katrina. However, that wonderful day is ruined when Hilda and Zelda confess that with witch twins, it turns out that one is good and the other one is evil. But fortunately, the evil witch isn't allowed to live in the mortal realm. But as they both do currently, then who on this mortal earth is the bloody evil one? What was surprising, and I'm glad that they brought reference to it toward the end, Hilda was the good twin. They do, they reference going, can't believe you were the good twin. Or she got lucky and she was the actual, actually the evil one. I wonder if that ever happens over like the evil twin somehow manages to finagle it so they get to live in the mortal realm and cause trouble. You know, was Salem, was he the evil twin? Oh no, he's not a spell. Oh, it's, it's not your witch, is it? No, no it's just spellman. Spell Although, if there are twin cities, there must be certain other families where this is the case. I doubt they, the Saberhagens, the Saberhag, the Saberhagens were 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 evil twinnies because nah. you've got the Salem. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they could just go either way. But yeah, so it's got to be Sabrina, obviously. But there's no time for pondering as we're filled with jealous rage. As Harvey gets an eye full of Salem's mythical arsehole. <laughs> he does, yeah. He was showing, uh, show, comparing scars again. There's something very manly. Some, some, something that men do. And, have, you, uh, have you seen? Have you seen that one? That's, oh yeah. What? How, how did that? What, what? What sport were you playing when that happened? <laughs> I wasn't playing a sport. I was doing a rehearsal for a show. Yeah, yeah a gun show, obviously. Yeah, gun show, gun show, gun show. Yeah. Great Graham had a front row seat to that one. And Harvey, Harvey has a front row seat to, as we said, seeing Salem's uh, bottom because uh, Harvey's showing him a scar and he said, Oh, you should see the one on my butt. And he goes round, he looks at the posterior and he's like, I don't see anything. And Salem's like, Ah, I made you look though. I made you look at my popo. And then he quite literally does a face palm. He does. Yeah. Very satisfying, um, yeah, kind of gif one, like a. Yeah, very, very good. I enjoyed that. Um, on a side note, Harvey's mum is trying to climb into Lola the Cat's cardboard box. Yeah. Cos. Um, so they're not entirely sure why she's doing this, but this will come to light uh, very shortly. Back in Hawaii, and it's Luau and Order on the beach as the case of Sabrina versus Katrina begins. I think I just died a little inside. <laughs> Luau and Order. Luau and Order. Anyway, yeah. Who was the judge? It remarks a uh, return of famous dead person, Henry Gibson. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but he, he reprises his role once again as the, the, the honourable sort of uh, witch judge when it comes to serious crimes and, and cases. And he's, always, this... he's always very good in this, this yes, role. Yes, I do enjoy him. They're pitted against each other to find out which witch is which. First question is about ambition, which Sabrina wins because she's more concerned about a lost dog than answering a question. Next up is the life review, where we get a little best-of collection of Sabrina's most dastardly selfish magic. So this is all compared to uh, Katrina's montage, where she she spends a lot of time reading to orphans and baking pies for the homeless and just yeah. being an all-round good sport. Uh, the judge mentions that her magic was very selfish, which is the, the Spellman's most... Uh, most awful trait. It's like a family trait that the Spellmans yeah. are often perceived selfish. And we've seen that a lot. Uh, Katrina obviously wins, and with it tied one apiece, it's time for the final round. Uh, they both must take turns to tell the court how they used magic within the last 24 hours. Sabrina tells Judge Henry Gibson that she made a pregnant animal more comfortable, and court is adjourned, which is a good job too, because it turns out that inexact spell Spellman has struck again as Mrs. Kinkle is in labour, preparing to give birth to a baby. And kittens. Hideous. Body horror. So it puts a whole Not different time to the, oh, my mother's having kittens. And she is literally oh, having oh. kittens. Can you, can you imagine? What, kittens? Coming out of there? Yeah. Not really. Oh. I don't really want to. I've got the image in my head no, now. No, yeah, we, 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 you know, that, that's what they're telling us would happen if Sabrina doesn't do something. That, that stakes. To stop, yeah, to stop just something just... Absolutely, just unthinkably hideous and against nature from occurring. Who would forget watching that quicker? 
Mrs. Kinkle or the Doctors? Um, if the Doctor was a man, um, someone could just start talking to him about sports and then he'd forget all about it. <laughs> oh, of course he would, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it would be worse Mrs. Kinkle to look at a cat and think that came out of me. <laughs> And no one knows why. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That would yeah. that would be not the giving birth to the actual kitten, but the no one knows why I've given birth to a kitten. You'd never trust your own body ever again, would you? It'd <laughs> you'd be never, awful. You'd never trust a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat. No. no. Yeah. So if Sabine doesn't get her act together, um, yeah. Cats are coming out somewhere, and uh, we'd rather not explain where. Uh, Sabrina rushes to the hospital with a fake moustache in tow to use her magic to exercise the baby cat out of Mrs. Kinkle before it passes through. Good grief. Um, Melissa John Hart pulls off a good moustache. She does. And the thing that I have as well... Um, say a thing that I have. It's not a fetish. So, something I find funny <laughs> is <Whoa>. women <laughs> putting... <laughs> Putting on like deep voices, like really obviously fake. Oh, oh, I'll take this here, nurse. Yeah, that's always really funny. Yeah, and and we, I don't think we talk about it enough, but Melissa John Hart is is genuinely really, really funny throughout this whole show. She's got excellent comic time, and I don't think we we bring it to attention uh, enough. But yeah, particularly with this, with the fake moustache, and the thing I found the funniest is when she's trying to edge away in the wheelchair. (laughs) She's trying to wheel away inconspicuously. She's a very good physical comedian as well. Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely something we don't say very much. Uh, She gets the doctors out of the room. Um, She first covers their hands in barbecue sauce, thankfully. Oh, God, there was a moment of just body horror. Yeah, it was like, okay. They were like, what is this? And I was like, oh my god, what is that? <laughs> what have you done? Some <laughs> Lady Macbeth situation. <laughs> my god, I'm so glad the doctor went, it's barbecue sauce. We had ribs for lunch. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, if they'd just not said anything and left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just walked out like with their hands in front of the wrist, like oh. oh my god. So uh, yeah, so luckily it's barbecue sauce and they leave. And with Harvey out of the room, she sprinkles a little magic, corrects her incantation, and leaves with the newly pregnated cat. Sabrina is reveling in her good deed, but Salem reminds her that it all started when she selfishly asked Salem to help her with the family secret. And selfishness, as we said, is the Spellman's worst trait. And by her logic, that makes her technically the evil twin, using magic just to uh, you know, to get things around for herself. Salem owns Sabrina with logic. Yes, which is very rare but yeah. very very enjoyable very uh, very very fresh to yeah. see um she tries to escape on the wheelchair as i say just edging away <laughs> Brilliant. and he's like doctor doctor uh, sabrina aren't you supposed to be in hawaii without a mustache <laughs> brilliant and she says tailwinds <laughs> <laughs> she's been blown back to Westbridge yeah. so uh, so uh, yeah surprisingly Harvey manages to clock her uh, even with a moustache and she tells him that she won't be able to see him again um, she's not coming back to she almost says like the mortal realm but she corrects herself and says she's not allowed to live in Westbridge they might not be able to see each other again because she thinks she's then going to you know not live, be able to live know, in the mortal live, realm yeah and uh, he gets upset, but his mum's selfish childbirth cries take him away. Mm. We're back to some more beach justice as the judge declares that because Sabrina's spell was selfish, messy and extremely disruptive, she must be the evil twin. She's then dressed up and brought forth to a volcano. Or rather, her final resting place. Yeah. Uh, it comes to light that... The um, only thing that will kill a witch is lava. Yeah. Oh, I... wait, no, wait. Is it lava if it's in the volcano or is it magma? Is it lava when it's out of the volcano? Oh, I don't know. It's lava when it's out, so it's only magma. Okay. Surrounded by liquid hot magma. 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 Yes. Yeah, so it's magma. So they got it wrong. Only magma can kill a witch. Shit. Not lava. Thank you, Professor Christopher. Professor Christopher. <laughs> Professor Christopher. That's Professor Christopher. I'll take Professor Christopher. <laughs> if magma was the only thing that would kill a witch, would they all gather on a volcanic island? No. But then they're actually in New Jersey, so... Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, because we see some beautiful stock footage that doesn't really look like uh, New Jersey, but it 
No, no. Um, it does, it oh, looks oh, like a, a volcano that was filmed a decade before. I was going to say, it, does, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really look like 1999 it's, either. It's it grainy like AF. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it turns out that, uh, as you say, magma is the only substance that can kill a witch. So as the evil twin, she must be pushed into it by the good twin, which Katrina couldn't do quick enough. Thankfully, though, this was a test, as no good twin could ever have the heart to murder somebody. Hilda did come close, it comes to light. So it's decided then by that fact that Katrina is in fact the evil twin. But then Sabrina actually very almost dies. Yeah, like if she hadn't come onto that branch. Which is just conveniently placed within inside the volcano. Well, of course. What would have happened? She would have she would have burnt alive. Like, yeah. You know. Season four, Katrina the teenage witch. Yeah. Well yeah, maybe. You know, Katrina you know, Katrina the evil teenage witch. Katrina yeah. Katrina pushed it and you know, it would have been so hot down there, you know. Katrina could have essentially had her walking on sunshine. <sighs> had to. Had to. I don't know how to come back from that. Football. <laughs> Salem rings her up while she's hanging for dear life to say that Lola has had her kittens. Not kittens, we'll see shortly. And uh, yeah, and that uh, Mrs. Kinkle has had a beautiful, healthy baby girl. And Harvey's now a, a big brother to another little baby, which is nice and cute. And then she, yeah, almost, almost falls to her death. What's good is, even though it's supposed to be a bit of a ruse, um, you know, Hilda and Zelda are still obviously clearly very, you know, upset by, you know, trying to convince Sabrina that, yeah, she's going to die now. Which is, as, as, as a guardian, that must be awful. Let's pretend yeah. that she's going to die and we're saying goodbye. The witching world is so bizarre. It, it involves a lot of... Um, theatrics. Theatrics. Yeah. It involves a lot of deception. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like really, like, bad, like, you know, sort of... Everyone's so deceitful. Yeah, it's like... Uh, you're constantly making people you love think that you have to die. Yeah, think that they're going to die or that you don't actually love them. Or Yeah, it's just con- constant just emotional... Torture. Yeah, I, they must be all be so messed up, mustn't they? Yeah, if season four doesn't introduce like a, a counsellor or some sort of psychiatrist into the cast, yeah. I'm the- going to be very concerned for Sabrina's gradually sort of rotting... Well, you know, yeah, whoever, whoever they are, if they are introduced, they've got their work cut out. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Do. I do hope there is a psychiatrist character cut out. Yeah, because then that, that, that's it then. You can go all the way back to season one and you, you can just be like, so yeah, when I, uh, when I turned 16, I, uh, I awoke floating above my bed. And the only explanation was... Wind. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, well, we talked about it at the time, way back when, like all of a sudden... You wake, you wake up on your 16th birthday, all of a sudden, everybody that you love and trust is telling you you're a witch, including your cat, which can now talk. You know, uh, yeah, that's just... That's horrifying. Yeah. yeah, and of course, if she's just like, oh, okay, whatever, it's just another ruse, that you know, it's not good for her mental well-being. No. So she's going to grow up to be the evil twin, faux show, very soon. Uh, Katrina didn't die. It's not what they do. It is just always a, um, a test, a final test. Uh, she actually got sent to the Twin Cities, a place where all the evil twins live, as none of them are actually killed. Although Sabrina the... was almost the first. She was. Um, that's a bit of an American geographical joke, of course. That the Twin Cities is used to refer to Minneapolis and St. Paul, it's, it, which are yeah. two cities in Minnesota, which are like literally right next to each other. And that's why the basketball team from there is called the Twins as well. Yeah. But yeah, don't know. It's a nice call again, a nice little uh, uh, literal joke. Yeah. In which, uh, Chris, you, you, you normally enjoy, but did that one go over your head? Yeah, way over my head. <laughs> what? Cousin Pele returns to deliver Sabrina's witch's license. And a nice bit of continuity, it still featured that picture that she took at the start of yes, the season, did. which was very yes. the, her derpy picture. Yeah. So again, they didn't forget that. It's still the derpy picture. And uh, yeah, and the, she's got all the legal magic power in the world. Before she can excite us with any of it, they're just going to have a little hula dance. Yeah. yeah. Sabrina is actually a teenage witch. And it's taken us three years. Mm. It's a bit illegal, sorry, illegal teenage yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she's not a teenage apprentice witch, no. which is what she has been up until this point. Soon she won't be a teenager. Sabrina, the character, is... What, 18? Seven, no, 17, se- is, is 17, so... It's been three years! Yeah. Three years this... of the show, but, like, season 
season two and season three are supposed to cover one school, one 12 month period. Because they follow directly on from each other. They both have Valentine's Day episodes. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. And they both have Christmas episodes, so... Uh, and they both have Halloween episodes. Yeah, so it's supposed to be one year, but it's not. <laughs> so she should be 18, but she's 17. They're so, they're so fucking stupid, but we're, we're onto them, aren't we? We're onto them. <laughs> Wait till they receive our letters. <laughs> oh boy, will their faces be red. Um, so yeah, just like that, we, we would just we fade out on a on a dance, and no funny, powerful, magical note. No, just just a dance. But the credits roll and we have a right old laugh because um, Harvey's come to pick up a box of... Um... Uh, no, 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 no. Let's not glaze over this now, Phil. Okay. As you know, listeners, Phil watches the episode before the three of us watch it so that he can write down mm-hmm. notes and, and, and make his own comments and... Like Luau and Order. Yeah, like Luau and Order. So, you know, he thinks he's hilarious. But what Phil failed to see when he watched it was something that I picked on immediately yep. that the the kittens that Lola had had in a box <laughs> on the sofa were actually rabbits. <laughs> they are not kittens. They are not kittens. Phil didn't pick up on this even the second time of watching it when I said, they're rabbits. Nah. No, <laughs> they're rabbits. He had to rewind it and pause it to see if they were rabbits I then or not. felt embarrassed that I'd missed that because they are so obviously <laughs> floppy-haired floppy-eared rabbits. I didn't pick up it first time either because I couldn't believe that they would be so brazen <laughs> as to try and pass rabbits off as kittens. But in- indeed they did. I mean, these are like... The best part is, Lola is is a ginger cat and the rabbits, as Graham pointed out, they're grey and white. I mean, I mean, fair enough, they they could have taken after the father cat. <laughs> the father but rabbit. The father the was father a, rabbit. if the father was a rabbit... Yeah. The father was a hare! I mean, <laughs> I mean maybe... <laughs> Maybe Lola was impregnated by a rabbit. Now, it was it's not she? She's not. No, we've already had this conversation. A rabbit has rabbit sperm and cannot pregnate a cat. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> terrible stuff. <laughs> Mixomatosis is yes. So yeah, so while the credits roll, Harvey drops off some chocolate cigars and comes to pick up the uh, the rabbits as his sister Una Kinkle loves the meowing sounds as it comes down. Uh, he's thrilled that Sabrina isn't leaving after all, but Salem is distraught that the kittens have been taken away and he demands a vacation to Meowy instead of Maui. Yeah, he doesn't say that. He no, says Phil Maui. Says, Phil says that. Sorry, yeah. And Phil says Meowy. And um, just like that, the season finale comes to an end. Uh, on rabbits. I'm guessing that it's because kittens are kind of rambunctious and unruly. Yeah. Um, and if you kept them together, they'd all be fighting and squealing and, you know, all, all that the kittens do. No, no, it was just on the day, they were like, oh, oh, we've got some extra time. Let, let's film the, uh, the, last, the last bit of this. Oh, yeah, I'll just go and get the kittens. Oh, we don't have the kittens until tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh hang on. I'll just go down to the, uh, to the pet store down the road and pick, pick up. Picks them up. Oh, yeah, it's fine. They get down there, they call through, and it's like, ah, they don't have any kittens left. A rabbit's okay. Now, I, I think it was more like, uh, have you got the kittens? Yeah, sorry, I put them in the locker. They fell and smashed. I've got some tinfoil cat kittens. <laughs> what do these tinfoil kittens do? No one will notice. Now I'll get some fucking rabbits in. Oh. Well, there we go, boys. Season three finale, kind of over and done with in. Um, in a bit of a whiff, I think. That's not... Mm. Um, Swing and a miss, as they say. Yeah. In baseball. Baseball. Sports. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I think we've made all the comments that we need to make in terms of this as a season finale. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a sort of prop, just standard, not bad, but nothing special episode of Sabrina. Uh, I didn't really feel like the end of a season. Yeah, definitely the weakest of the three finales we've yeah. had so far which yeah. is a shame because you know, I don't know you like to think that they got better as they went off yeah obviously we spent a lot of time talking about season 3 as a whole but give, given all that do you think this season finale was pretty apt for what we've seen through the course no. of these 25 episodes no no the season which is revered as one of the best seasons of Sabrina or rather most watched most yeah. watched yeah. best most watched whatever You'd expect a season finale that lived up to that fact. But it didn't. 
I think it was what Phil was saying though was that it was apt with what you of how we found the scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in, it, if it if followed suit from what we've come to expect, yeah, it's pretty normal. Because because it was sort of it was sort of it was sort of inconsistent, sort of up and down. Some of the best individual episodes of Sabrina have been in this season. Yes, mm-hmm. but in terms of its overall quality, the first two seasons I think vastly surpass it. So yeah, so I think the best thing that season three had going for it was character development. I think all the characters that we've come to love in the past two seasons and stuff have really come into their own in this season. Mr. Craft in particular, his relationship with Zelda I think has been a very a very wonderful addition to this. Oh yeah. Definitely. Obviously Sabrina's coming into her own in the sense that she's even though this last episode was was more her being selfish um, I think she's grown a bit mature. She knows exactly what she wants, and something that had, did come out of this was the knowledge that all Spellmans are selfish. So yes. it is an innate thing with her. Yeah, if that makes <laughs> sense. So it's it's just a it's a character flaw for all Spellmans. They've all kind of Spellmans. retconned the morally questionable behaviour. Yeah. Of, these, of these characters that are supposed to be our heroes, and most of the time are likable, but are prone to um, you know bouts of extreme sort of you know selfishness, selfishness yeah. and vindictiveness. At least, yeah, at least that's it's, yeah that sort of got a canonic, it's explained canonical explanation for it now. Ooh, good Ooh. work! I say canonical first. Canonical, <laughs> but that's not that's not. Let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not, not dwell on that. Let's not. Let's move on. But uh, yeah, I mean, we jumped ahead a little bit, but before we um, you know give our, our, our overall view of this season as a whole, uh, we best revisit uh, the season that we've just watched because at the end of every episode, we like to review it on a certain amount of criteria. They are magic, wit creativity and say it with me one last time for season three boys progression so first of all boys magic how magic was the good the bad and the luau magic to get to hawaii dr doolittle potion it's nice yeah magical ball of fire tree Three, yeah, I think three. Three, three yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, and that's let's... being that's being lenient. People. Yeah, okay. Three, just because we're glad that it's over. Three. Um, <laughs> what about wit? How funny was this episode? I think just trying to get on the on the jokes again. It wasn't a massively strong episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't laugh laugh out loud. No, obviously loud. we uh, commended Melissa um, Joan Hart for her comic time. So I thought she was funny in it, uh, as she always is. But yeah, it wasn't really a funny. Episode. It wasn't a funny ha ha one, was no, it? No. Even the little side gag with with Zelda having to eat sand. That was just that was weird. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it in the in the uh, our review. Two, the same two. One one for one for Melissa and one for everything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Two. What about creativity, boys? Creativity. Every member of the Spellman family is born with a twin. Exactly. So, Not yeah. that creative, you know. <laughs> Um, the Twin Cities. Yeah. That was quite... Pretty creative. Yeah. yeah. The whole... Um... Making New Jersey look like Hawaii. I mean, that was so creative. Did they succeeded in that? <laughs> no. <laughs> two creativity? Yeah. Yeah. Two, two will do. Two for creativity. And finally, progression. Um, uh, well... We got to the end of the family secret. We got to the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we found... We have progressed to the end of the season. We had, One. We had a realm building with the twin and the... Um, and the character traits as yeah. well, um, so, and obviously the the Kinkle and family the Kinkles, arc. To be honest, even though it wasn't like the most sort of uh, fulfilling spectacle, quite a bit of progression. Yeah, it's, it's by no means the the worst progression that we've had. So I, it's like three or four, four I would say seriously in terms of concrete things that were established or happened. Have you said? Listeners can't see my face. This is a face of a shocked man. Well, be more shocked. Cause I would. I would agree. I'd say yeah, four. four. It's four, isn't it? Yeah. That is that the highest progression we've ever had. If if magic, wit, and creativity aren't your bag, if you're all about that progression, <laughs> then this is this is your episode. Even though we've we've uh, we've kvetched about it quite a lot. It wasn't that bad. Thing. We've had we've we've had some good times. We have one. had some some very yeah, good times. I think you know. I think the fact that we've expect we expected more progression out of it and only really got it in the final episode, and even then it kind of was too little, too late. As called our thing of it, but we've had we've 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 laughed. Yeah, quite a lot in this season, and this is a comedy show. Indeed. So seven out of ten. Obviously, we can't end uh, this show uh, without just giving a little a little hint of what uh, is coming in the future. As for season four, would you like to know what it's called? The opening gambit 
of season four. Is it is it Sabrina in the new season? Um, it could be. The last one was called It's a Mad, 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 Mad Season Opener. It so, uh, It's called No Place Like Home. Like uh, like The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And potentially. Which, and that exact line from The Wizard of Oz was referenced in a previous episode, and I criticised how unoriginal it was. <laughs> yes. Um, so, being that in mind, is it just like a massive Wizard of Oz parody? I don't know. No Place Like Home. This is episode one of season four. Uh, Sabrina goes to live with her father in Paris. Oh, and like, this isn't Mr. Benson, is it? This it's is not new, Mr. Robbie uh, Benson. New, it is actor. a uh, is a new man. Uh, and uh, yeah, she goes to live with him in Paris. And uh, in this uh, episode, uh, we meet Miss Miss uh, Miss Spears. Ah, wonderful. Uh, obviously, uh, so I'm sure in this episode we'll meet lots of lots of uh, people who don't shower and properly and hate um, hate good cinema as as, uh, yes, uh, as we uh, learned at the as, start. As, yes, as, as was quite racistly uh, alleged in a previous episode. <laughs> so uh, yes, that's season four. In terms of when that will be coming, um, well, but we're not entirely sure. Uh, when there's a, obviously a couple of changes in, in the lives of each of us so uh, I hope you don't mind in hearing this but we aren't going to be rushing so terribly into season four uh, Graeme you're, you're going back to school aren't I'm go- you? I'm, go- I'm going back to school um, you know fi- fi- finally get myself a, an education so I can learn to talk proper Phil um, you've recently started a new job new job and obviously you're getting into fatherhood and uh, Christopher you'll Possibly soon be purchasing a, a new dwelling as well. This is true. Uh, so yeah, we've got got some big changes afoot for all of us. So um, you know, we'll we'll catch you on the flip side, as they said back in nineteen ninety nine. But we're not sure when the flip side will be. Yeah, so not, we're not sure when the side will flip. Yeah, we're not entirely sure when we will be coming back for season four. Um, it could be towards the end of this year, or it could be the start of twenty twenty. Um, you know, I, I hope you can appreciate the the. You know, we're not going to be rushing uh, right into it, but uh, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be hear, hearing from us. Over the next uh, coming months, we are going to record uh, some bonus episodes, and we're going to scatter them out over the next coming months. So, first of all, obviously to commemorate Miss Britney Spears making an appearance in season four, uh, the first bonus episode we are going to look into focuses on that little uh, attempt that Melissa Joan Hart did to break out of her Sabrina the Teenage Witch typecasting in a way. Uh, what's the name of the movie we're going to be talking about? It's called, thanks to its uh, tie-in uh, with the Britney Spears song of the same name, uh, You Drive Me Crazy. Indeed. So uh, will this movie drive us crazy? Probably. I've never seen this film, so I'm looking forward to actually watching it for the be, first be, be time. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so uh, Chris is very excited. Uh, but yeah, so uh, You Drive Me Crazy uh, is the next uh, sort of thing we're going to watch. So uh, you'll expect that uh, over the next uh, coming months. And as well, because I wanted to have a look at it as well when we uh, did our Hocus Pocus uh, episode, we are going to be uh, going to watch Roald Dahl's The Witches. Now, this film, as a child, utterly, utterly terrified me because it's uh, filmed in Britain in the 1980s, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it's very much got that gritty, like, 80s Britain vibe to it, but it's a kid's film and it's a very, very strange... Uh, grotesque and brutal experience. Yeah. But I remember it is also quite funny. Yeah, and there's lots of death. There's stomping to death as well. Good Lord, there is. There yes. is a lot of child death in this film, so uh, yeah. I, and I some, I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at this. And body horror. Body, oh, body horror, some terrifying prosthetics. Oh, yes. Body horror out of the hashtag wazoo. If I have nightmares because of this film, I'm blaming you, Phil. I think you'll have more nightmares out of you drive me crazy, to be honest, Chris. So, <laughs> so I do, uh, do keep an eye and an ear out for our episodes of on uh, You Drive Me Crazy and uh, The Witches. We are currently hosting our podcast on SoundCloud, and we have done for the past few years. However, uh, we are soon coming off SoundCloud, so if you listen to us exclusively via that, then you will have to find us uh, by other means. For example, Spotify, boys! Yay! Yay! A few years too late, but we will soon be uh, making our appearance on Spotify, so we'll, we'll notify you of that when that happens. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, in the meantime, join our science or just to congratulate us on a, another season accomplished. It would be very well appreciated. And you can reach us on Twitter. We are at Sabrina Watch. Uh, Facebook boys, you can get in touch by just looking for Sabrina the Teenage Watch. And uh, emails, as I said, we are Sabrina Teenage Watch at gmail.com. Um, they, they can go and they can go to, 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 to Sabrina tw- 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 20. 3030. That's my impression of Joe Biden forgetting okay. the name of his own website in the presidential <laughs> debates this week. It's going to age really well. Well, um, this episode's going out 
in two days' time, so it, it will still be very relevant. It'll still be relevant. Reviews. Yeah, I've no idea. What is it? Is it on iTunes? It's on iTunes. You just go to iTunes. Look for our show if you find us on iTunes, and you can just leave a nice review there. Five yep. stars obviously means that uh, not only are we doing well, but uh, you know it gets us a little. And you can you can put a review on our Facebook page yes, as well. You can. Indeed. And can you also do a review anywhere else? Uh, just family and friends, I guess. Get people to involved to get them to listen to our show. The best publicity is word of mouth. That's what they say. Yeah, well, you know, if you tell two friends, and then those two friends tell two friends, yeah. and those two friends tell two friends, and then we've got a football team, <laughs> we can go play some sports. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. So sh- sh- should we go do that then? Let's do that. Uh, and finally, if you would like to donate anything to the show, uh, then obviously, even though we are uh, going talent for a little bit, uh, your uh, praise and your uh, any sort of charitable con- uh, contributions you can give to us will be greatly appreciated. And go to good causes. Uh, and you can get in, uh, do that by going to our website which is www.coffee that's ko-fi.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch so there we go boys thank you very much for joining me for yet another season it's been a blast and as always we I've just enjoyed having you in my home every two weeks to go and talk about a load of rubbish uh, I've been filled in I hope you've enjoyed hearing my voice a lot of the time and uh, Grain Riley I hope people have enjoyed listening to your voice yeah um, if, 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 if they have uh, you're into some weird shit but uh, cheers and uh, I'd like to thank my other compadre Mr Chris Evans thank you for joining me on this wonderful quest yeah it's been uh, it's been adventurous wait yeah quests are meant to be adventurous oh, yeah, absolutely. it's been adventurous Phil and you know what thank you for leading us through it. Oh, you know what? It's been a pleasure, boys. It's never a chore. Yeah, it's, this is like at the end of the, the package tour when uh, we pulled the coach driver. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Well, boys, for the final time this season, and for the final time in a, in a, in a little bit of a while as we go into our, our brief temporary hiatus, may every little thing you do be magic. Be magic.